0: Sunday morning, you're listening to Twila Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you.
1: in America celebrate the 240th year of independence as an American nation, I thought it might also be good to celebrate our independence as children of God. America is celebrating independence from Great Britain back when Thomas Jefferson drafted the Declaration of Independence and the Congress voted favorably for it on July 2nd, 1776, and formally adopted it on July 4th of the same year, making America an independent nation. Well we don't have a declaration of independence of sorts as people of God but we have a blood covenant and Jesus says in Matthew 26 28 that this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of their sins. He has given us a covenant with him By the sacrificial blood of the lamb, he poured out his blood for us and we as Christians have liberty. Although it is free to those who receive it, it cost a lot. It cost Jesus his life. He had to shed his sinless blood. It was a price that you and I could not pay. We owed a debt we could not pay. Christ paid a debt he did not owe. He has washed our sins away and now we sing a brand new song. Amen. Amazing grace. And this is the mystery of it all. We were once former slaves of sin, bond in bondage to sin. I am no longer in bondage to sin. I am now a bondservant of Christ. A bond servant is a slave. The difference is that the former, the slave to sin was involuntary, but this current bondservant that I am is my voluntary service to God. Slavery to sin comes with penalty and death, but slavery to God comes with benefits and eternal rewards. The former comes to enslave, the latter comes to empower. Sin no longer has dominion over me because God has translated me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. He has translated me into this marvelous light wherein I now stand. He brings us into that light, that glorious, marvelous light and makes us partakers of the vastness of his inheritance. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. And I am so glad today that I can say I am free, Indeed, he whom the son makes free is free. Indeed, I am free, free indeed. In Mark chapter five, there's the story there and the account given of a man that was possessed of demons and Jesus comes by and liberates him. It says in Mark five, one, and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and had no and no man could bind him. No, not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs and crying and cutting himself with the stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off. He ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Jesus asked him, What is thy name? And the man or the spirit in the man said, My name is Legion, for we are many. And the spirit besought Jesus much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding and all of the devils that were in the man that called themselves Legion besought Jesus, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2000 pigs and they were choked in the sea and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And when they came to Jesus and saw the man that was possessed with the devil that had the legions they saw him sitting and clothed in his right mind and they were afraid Satan is always trying to obstruct the glory of God trying to smear his image you and I were created in the image of God and in his likeness and when the enemy inhabits any of our bodies any of our temples he Seeks to debase that image. Thus, the grotesque behavior and manifestations of those who are demon-possessed. He is trying to uh, debase the very image of God. But God is always, always the greater power. That's why He says, "I give unto you the authority to cast out demons." He has given you and I the authority. If you are in Christ, the ability to do what He has done, and even greater works shall we do. But we see this man when Jesus comes to the uh, seaside, we see this man has been there for a long time. He has been possessed on this countryside for a long time. The city folk knew him. They knew about him. They had tried to contain him. They had tried to to chain him and bind him with chains and fetters. But every time they tried, he broke through the chains and he broke through the fetters and it says that no man could tame him and so they just left him for himself and he dwelt day and night by the tombs and it says he was in the mountains and he was crying and cutting himself with stones and that's what the enemy will do when you are in bondage to him he will cause you to do things to yourself that are not of God that debase your temple that defile your body he will cause you to do things to yourself that no nor person in their right mind would ever do. Without Christ, the enemy is the greater one. Between you and the enemy, he is the greater one. And so he will be the one that rules when he indwells your body. That's why you need to be liberated if you are in bondage to him. And that's why we as people of God need to be about our father's business, casting out demons and doing the work of him that has sent us. So we see this man by the seashore and he's casting off chains and he's breaking through the fetters and he's losing his mind and he's crying out night and day. And he's up in the mountains and he's cutting himself with stones and he's just a mess. Outside of Christ, all of us were a mess. We were liars and cheaters and whoremongers, adulterers, idolatrous worshipers. We were a mess, but such were some of us. Now we are washed and cleansed and sanctified and cleaned up. And we are in our right mind when we are in Christ Jesus. But we didn't just get saved so that we can wait till the rapture. But we got saved that we might do the work of him that sent us. We need to go and liberate them that are still bound. He has made each of us ministers of reconciliation. To go to the lost and the dying and reconcile them back unto the cross of Christ. So we see Jesus getting out of the ship and we see this man immediately, immediately the spirits in the man knew who Jesus was and they began to cry out unto Jesus. The Bible says that when Jesus was afar off, they began to cry out unto Jesus and they said, what have we to do with thee? Listen, the church folks didn't know probably that. Jesus had arrived. They probably didn't understand that the God of gods and the Lord of Lords and God manifest in the flesh had arrived on their shore, but the demons knew who Jesus was. They knew because you have to remember they had been in fellowship with Jesus before he kicked them out of heaven. So they knew who Jesus was and they began to cry. And not only did they know who he was, they knew the power that resided in him. So they began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of the most high God. First of all, they had a superstition in that day that if you uh, address the spirit by name, then you gained authority over that spirit. There was authority over uh, that you gained over that spirit when you addressed him by name. So they called out unto Jesus, the son of the most high God. And he said, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. They are trying to intimidate Jesus. They know that that is never going to work because the greater one always has the authority. If the enemy is dwelling in your house and one greater than he comes, then the one that's greater than he has the authority. So here are these demons in this man tormenting this man, and they have they have not met their match unto now. The chains were no match for them. Natural chains and natural uh, means will not uh, be authority and power over supernatural powers. You have to come in the name of the Lord. When you come in the name of the Lord, the supernatural is always greater than the natural. That's why when David comes to Goliath, even though in the natural Goliath is a towering giant over little old David, but David says, I come in the name of the Lord and that That invokes the supernatural power of God. And even though Goliath is greater than David, greater than all the men of the army, David had just invoked the supernatural power of God. And that natural giant is no match for the supernatural power of God. Even so, when the children of Israel went to spy out the promised land and they said, we see all of these giants over there and we're as grasshoppers before them, and they began to fear and to cower. But Caleb and Joshua, they invoked the power of God. And they said, We are well able to take this mountain because they were looking at it supernaturally. In the natural, you are grasshoppers. In the natural, you will be defeated. In the natural, you cannot defeat this enemy. But when you invoke the supernatural power of God, then you have more authority and you have greater power than them. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm not greater, but the one that is in me is greater than the one that is in the world. You need to invoke the supernatural power of God. It is not by power nor by might, but it is by the spirit of the living God. If I come in my own authority and in my own power, I am no match for the enemy. But when I come in the name of the Lord, then the enemy is subject to the power of God that oozes through me. And I can take that authority and walk in that dominion and cast out those demons by the power of the son of God that dwells in me. So Jesus is on the sea is coming to the seashore and the enemy is through this man crying out. The man no longer even has control over his own body. He doesn't even have control over what he does when you are demon possessed. You don't have you don't even have control over what you do and how you do it. And that's why we need to not look at the person when we're dealing with unsafe and unclean spirits. We need to not look at the person, but we need to look at the spirit that is driving the person. It is not your loved one that is doing those things. It is the spirit that is driving your loved one. So you take authority over the spirit that is operating in them. Then you can deal with the loved one. But as long as that spirit is made manifested and is do- and has dominion over them then what you are dealing with is not natural but supernatural and you cannot deal with it in the natural supernatural has to be dealt with supernaturally you cannot bring guns and knives to a supernatural battle you cannot fight in the supernatural with natural means we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual wickedness in high places you've got to invoke the very power of God in if you are going to defeat the power of the enemy. So the enemy cries out unto Jesus and he says, you have come to torment me before my time. Isn't that amazing that the enemy knows that he has a limited time? You and I are the only ones that think that he's going to do what he's doing forever and ever and there's no end. You and I only one gets depressed and deceived and think that, but the enemy knows that he has a short time. And he's wreaking as much havoc as he can in the time that he has left. So he says to Jesus, you've come to torment me. It's not even my time. Jesus said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked, not because he wanted to know, because he knows all things. He asked for the people that are standing there. He asked, what is your name? And the spirit says, my name is Legion, for we are many. That is not the name of the demon. That is the description of the demon. Legion mean many. He says we are Legion for we are many. He never did tell him his name. Here's the crux of the matter. Sometimes when we are dealing in deliverance, we are wanting to know the name of the spirit that we might address it directly. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the truth is, even if you don't know the, the specific name of the spirit, you have the authority over the spirit. The spirit never told Jesus his name. But Jesus cast the spirits out. Nonetheless, he didn't call them one by one, name by name, but he commanded the evil spirits to come out. When you are possessed by an enemy, by a demon spirit, you act out of character and you do things that are crazy and grotesque and things that are way out of normal character for you because it is not you, but the spirit that is operating in you. But we are going to talk about how you can be free because Jesus came to make you free. He didn't just come to liberate the man by the seaside but he also came to seek and to save them who are lost. He is still making us free. The men who owned the pigs, when they saw what happened, they ran into the city and told all of the countrymen and the countrymen came back to see about him. And when they came back, they saw the man who had previously been possessed sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he was in his right mind. And the Bible says that the men who saw it became afraid. Listen, you weren't afraid when he was cutting himself with stone and yelling from the mountain and running around naked and losing his mind. But when you see him clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus, it makes you afraid. You have been a witness of what this man had been doing for all these years, the power that was driving him insane. And you see one that comes who is greater than him, that would deliver him, do for him what none of you were able to do, what chains and fetters could not do. One who spoke the word and the man was instantly returned to the sanity of his mind. The spirits were driven out. He was clothed and sitting at the feet of Jesus. And now you are afraid. Sin has lost its clutch in my life and death has lost its sting over me. I am now free. The grave has lost its victory over me. I'm clothed and in my right mind. I'm serving he who made me free. And I'm coming to tell you that he can make you free too. As we celebrate this Independence Day, How about we all take this as an opportunity to invite God in to liberate us from anything that has us bound? I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. He's liberated me and put me in my right mind. Death has lost its sting. The grave has lost its victory. The curse has been lifted. The yoke is removed. The glory has been revealed and Christ has become my salvation. I have been set free to worship Christ, set free to praise his name name, set free to call upon the Lord. I can now laugh and dance and scream and shout glory. Hallelujah. He brought me out and he has made me free to call upon the Lord and those that the son makes free, we are free indeed, free indeed, never having to be entangled again in the yokes of bondage. This is not a 12 step program. You are not walking on eggshells, fearful of, of falling again, but you are liberated by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ liberated and you never need, never need to be entangled in that yoke of bondage again. Just as the Statue of Liberty stands in the harbor as our symbol of freedom and liberty for Americans, so the empty cross stands as our symbol of freedom from sin and victory over death. As proud as I am to be an American, I am equally humbled to be called a child of God. He has liberated my captive soul. I am free Indeed.
2: With her torch raised.
1: The cross is my statue of liberty. It was there where my soul was set free. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the cross upon which he died for me. How can you be made free in Christ? You must know the truth and the truth, the truth shall make you free. The truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ shall make you free. And Colossians 1 tells us once you have been liberated that Uh, Jesus awaits the day when he will present you blameless before the throne of God. We are heirs of salvation, purchased of God, born in his spirit and washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my savior all the day long. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. If you are shackled by a heavy burden, if you are living beneath the load of guilt and shame, let the hand of Jesus touch you. When he touches you, you'll never be the same. He touched me. The joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know that He has touched me and made me whole. Won't you invite Him in to be the liberator of your captive soul? Won't you invite Him in to transfer you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son? That you not only celebrate the liberty of a nation, but you begin to celebrate the liberty of your soul. The eternal salvation of Jesus Christ can be yours today. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this privilege and we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you have liberated our captive soul. You have made us free from the bondage of sin and shame. You, dear God, have brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. You have loosed the shackles and freed us from the fetters. You have removed the blinders from our eyes. You have given us our part in in the inheritance of God. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ and we thank you dear God that you have thought enough of us to die for us we thank you dear God that you have written our names in the Lamb's book of life when we were tormented by the evil spirits when we father couldn't find our way out when we couldn't find our way through that you came by and rescued us when no one else wanted anything to do with us when everyone was afraid of us when the powers of men couldn't help us you came by and you liberated our soul and we are now bond servants of Jesus Christ we are voluntarily slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ this is not a cumbersome or burdensome relationship but God we are servants of yours and father it comes with the wonderful benefits that you have bestowed upon each of us glorious and magnificent and wonderful benefits that you give to those who serve you and those who love you as a slave we are the most liberated that we have ever been God as a slave dear God we have the Most liberty that we have ever known. We thank you, dear God, that you have given us benefits. You have forgiven our iniquities, healed our diseases, redeemed our life from destruction, crowned us with loving kindness, granted us your tender mercies, satisfied our mouth with good things, renewed our youth like the eagle. You, dear God, execute righteousness and judgment when we are oppressed. You deliver us when we are bound. You heal us when we hurt, God. You help us when we need it. We thank you, dear God, that you do not reward us according to our iniquity. You do not uh, reward us according to our sin. But you pity us, God, and you are merciful and kind to us. And we thank you. We are free indeed to worship Christ our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.